This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? அழிப்போ BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today kicks off a week of reviewing sequels. And in fact, uh, not just sequels, but closers to film yeah. series, actually. Because today we're going to be reviewing Bonnie and Selvin 2 or PS2. And tomorrow we're going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, but first, the conclusion to the saga that is Bonnie and Selvin. So I've been really excited to watch the sequel. Um, or rather, really, it's not even a sequel. It's part two of yeah, one story. Two. Um I remember when we did the review of Pony and Selvan 1, um, all three of us kept talking about how there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in this film um, to the point where it's difficult to remember characters and names and so on. This movie cuts down on that a little bit, not a huge amount, but it becomes a lot more seamless. Um I will say, and I think this is also a running theme for me with Guardians, despite the messiness and the flaws of Ponin Selvan, I came away with a very, very satisfied movie experience. Um, I actually genuinely enjoyed this movie. I think I might even love both films together. Oh, interesting. Um, so I, full disclosure, I didn't watch the movie. Um, I haven't gotten around to getting a ticket yet. So I'm going to be asking you guys a lot of questions um it's not it's not to i i have decided to go see it but you know just like a review before i go see it um i i don't know if this is just me but i was looking forward to ps2 uh, after the way the last movie ended right and it wasn't even that long ago but for some reason i can't seem to remember much of the first movie at all and i don't know if that's because of how much it had going on in it or if everything just felt like a blur um and i'm still struggling to remember the important plot points and i think that has sort of killed my hype a bit because i i didn't even know that it was it was going to come out so soon is that fair like like did you guys need a refresher like does this movie do a recap of any kind or do you have to watch the first one? I'm so glad you asked that because I was going to say um, hold on to that confusion and ride it out for 45 minutes. <laughs> that, I mean the first 45 minutes is more or less that because uh, Sharmila there's not really much of a previously on. No. I, I didn't think so anyway. No, there isn't. Um, but, okay, so I did watch it with my mum and my mum, like, actually almost at the 30 minute, 40 minute point turned to me and went, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to remember much from the first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was excited like you, Arvind, uh, to, to watch it. Uh, I, like you, also kind of just remember very loose outlines of, of what had happened uh, and in fact had forgotten the very ending, which is unfortunate because that's exactly 
exactly where this movie yeah. picks up. It's not as mm. if it's like a three months later. It's like a half an hour later. This is what went on. And then they're like, yeah, just, you know, he's, ah, you know what happened? They all think he's dead. We'll just go from there. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, it just keeps going. So I don't think you have to do a refresher personally. I think that watching it, you will remember the first movie. That was my experience anyway. I think watching it, you'll remember the first movie. You'll also, because um, because of how good the actors are in embodying the, I think the primary traits of what each character is, right? Um, it helps you a lot in terms of just understanding why they're behaving in the ways they are in each point. So even if you don't remember how people got to where they did, um, or even motivate, motivations for why they're behaving in a particular way, um Part two feels very much like it could almost work in a self-contained way. Um, with a little bit of a primer, I think you can enjoy part two. Hmm. So just like I looked this up and uh, a quick like weekend screenshot, right? So the movie has been out for 10 days. Uh, it's made about $36 million worldwide, about 300 crores, uh, which is a pretty big deal. I think it's like that means it's, it's successful. Um, and it seems to be doing like really well with audiences. I'm a bit puzzled about the local marketing, though, because the last movie had a lot more fanfare going on for it before it came out. Uh, lots of hype. And then PS2 just seemed to have dropped in cinemas out of nowhere, like quietly, all of a sudden, it's now showing. Um, and I don't know if it's uh, the bubble that I'm in or if that's just the case for the movie. Or maybe it's also competing with a lot of other big movies in cinemas. There's like Mario and, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is, is, is out. Um, did you guys hear of any buzz? Like, did you know it was coming out so soon or was it like, uh, like oh, that's out? I think I only knew because I'm probably one of the like YouTube demographics um, so mm. I've been getting like the trailers and on Facebook seeing ads uh, but no you're right um, I, I think the hype for the first one was a lot bigger I didn't expect this was coming out now um, I think it kind of got sandwiched between Mario and Guardians yeah. uh, it, it did and also they all have similarly longish well not so much Mario but um, Ga both Guardians and PS2 are actually very lengthy movies and I think that that mm. makes the Cineplex time kind of tricky because actually when I was looking for scheduling to try and figure out when I was going to be able to watch Bonnie and Selvin 2 um, I struggled to find the time um, partly because a number of the more central Cineplexes simply did not have regular screenings they had like two screenings or you know whatever and I think it's because they're making way for the almost three hours of Guardians of the Galaxy. So the length kind of works against it. Um, I, I don't know if I need to give a summary. Um, it is a simpler story, actually, in this in this version, um, because at the end of... I'm, I'm doing this for you, Arvin. At the end of PS1, um, basically, the kingdom remains in turmoil. There are questions over the issue of succession, uh, all very HBO. And then <laughs> um, in an attempt to bring the crown prince, or not crown prince, the, the younger prince, um, back from Lanka. There was a whole power struggle. There were several act actors kind of trying to see what they could take advantage of in that moment. And subsequently, everybody thought that Pony and Selvin had died. So that's where this movie picks up. Everyone thinks he's drowned. But at the same time, they still want to know where he's going to be. And it kind of all leads through to the inevitable final battle. Yeah, and, and I think the central point of this is really the um, the plot by the Pandya uh, rebels or the Pandya kingdom to 
take over the throne, basically yeah. to take revenge and to get rid of the Chola Empire. Actually, revenge is a big theme yeah. in general, yeah. and not just from the Pandian rebels, but also for personal kind of personal motivations, uh, things, slights that happened twenty years mm. ago. You know, all these things kind of factor into why characters do what they do. So I wanted to say that um, actually it was interesting to me that the movie. Um, despite where it ended in the first film, uh, which is Arun Mori being lost at sea, um, presumably dead, this movie actually picks up with a flashback, right? So we get to see Aishwarya Rai's character Nandini and um, and and Aditya Karigalan, who's played by Vikram as an adult. But we see their young version because we've been sort of teased with their relationship in the first one. So in a way, this movie puts out from the very beginning that this movie isn't necessarily about the just about the larger uh, kingdoms it's also about the personal relationships and I liked that I liked this is a in many ways a smaller film um, yeah it, it is it, it's, it doesn't have as many showy set pieces but it has a lot of emotional drama and, and I really enjoyed that so was all the planning worth it or not like Lynn you said you had to plan out ah. like you had to carve out time to go watch it right um, so this movie is about 2 hours and 45 minutes uh, which is long which is long for any kind of movie if you combine it with the previous movie that's almost 6 hours of screen time over 2 movies is that runtime justified for like a weekend that you had to to put that movie in and I only ask because like you know some of the some of the old movie was flexing of the budget, right? And that's not uncommon for any movie this size. They were showing off the cinematography and the CGI and, and some of that cool work that they were doing, which is fine. But overall, is the movie as a whole, like, epic enough? Like, did you guys think it was big enough in the end? I So I really like it. Um, I have some issues, which I think we can talk about in the second half. But I, I really liked it. I think that it is worth the runtime. The runtime is a difficult question because actually some storylines resolve in ways that feel abrupt and unsatisfying. And so then I'm not sure, did you need more time? You know, did you need more space in order to develop this? Uh, should there perhaps have been another movie? But then again, I'm not sure whether, bas basically, I'm not sure whether this movie is a train that's moving at the same speed, right? It almost feels as if there are several parallel tracks that are running and some of them, they're going to run out of steam. It's, it's done. So you don't need that extra movie. But then there are other things that are happening where you're like, wait, you're ending it there. That, that's it. So we're done now. Uh -huh. So that was a problem for me in terms of whether it was worth it. It's worth it, but is it wholly satisfying? I don't know that that's the case. I also think that for my fellow non-Tamil speakers who are so reliant on the subtitles, it's a heavy ask. Because you look away for one second, you look up and it's like, oh, conversation over. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, to be fair, even Tamil speakers, um, I think, would rely on subtitles a fair amount because they're speaking that kind of ornate Tamil, right? Uh, classical Tamil. Mm. For me... I think it's actually an interesting question. Um, was the runtime worth it? Especially because of the relationship to Prime. Yes. Where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. I actually want more. Um, and I want more exactly Ooh. for the reason Lynn is saying. That I felt like there were so many things that were left unresolved or just touched on. But not more of everyone, right? No. This is um, the thing. I'm almost wondering whether the perfect medium for this would have been a TV show. Because it was a serialized novel that was made into, um, that was made into two movies. I almost feel like there are things that, that inevitably feel like the movie knows it has to end at a certain point, so it like it moves chess pieces. 
Sometimes it's just like, you know what? This guy's got to be there at that time. Don't care how he got there. Uh, so there's that feeling. Lah. Um, so I want more, but I'm also happy to give it this kind of time. I think it's worth your time. And more in IMAX? No IMAX? IMAX? I didn't do an IMAX this time. Even Neither did I. Even though I did the previous time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do an IMAX, but I, I think a big cinema. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily go for a smaller screen, um, but I'm not sure. Not sure IMAX because of the that lack of showiness. This I think. one yeah. didn't. Yeah, the first one I think IMAX was beautiful. Uh, this one I'm not sure it's a necessity. We're talking today about Bonnie and Selvin 2, um, directed by Mani Ratnam, starring just, I don't know, any number of people, name <laughs> someone, they're in it. Um, you know, you have Vikram, you have Aishwarya Rai, you have Karthi, you have Trisha. We're going to come back and talk about the people in the cast a little bit more. Um, but let us know, did you watch PS1? Have you watched PS2? Do you plan to? Uh, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Behold Freedom. Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Chinnanjiru nilave ennai vittu enadi neenginayyo Oru kollai puyaladi thal sakhiye senjudar thangidumo Atham malindadadi anname BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Shamila and Arvin. And together we are two thirds reviewing Bonnie and Selvin 2 and one third Asking questions, <laughs> asking the hard questions. Um, so, of course, the film was, uh, as mentioned earlier, directed by Mani Ratnam. Uh, I think it's relevant to say after that clip that it was scored by A.R. Rahman. So, uh, OK, let's talk about the performances because, OK, melodrama much, am I mm-hmm. right? I loved it. I loved every second of the wailing at the sky. OK, I I think Vikram's an amazing actor. How did you know I was talking about um, Vikram? Who How did you know? Asked, who perfects Wailing at the Sky, tell me? It's not Jayam Ravi, who's just like the chillest of chill, zenest of zen. Um, I thought everyone did such a great job. Um, it's kind of why I feel like I want more of some people. Um, I also think that... the. For me, I came away, my favourite, favourite scene in the whole film is actually one of the quietest, smallest scenes. Um, it's when uh, Adita Karikalan, Jem uh, Ravi's Aponin Selvan and uh, Trisha's Kundave, who are siblings essentially, meet for the first time. And suddenly you realise you've sat through three and a half hours of this saga and this is the first time these three actors and characters are on the screen together. It's the start kids. Yeah. 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 And it's beautiful and each of the actors are so good in that scene. And there's so many moments like that in this film. Aishwarya Rai is just like knocks it out of the park. Okay. All right. Can I complain? Yes. Is this the time where I can complain? Yes. Because um, I agree that she knocked it out of the park and the treatment of her characters, because she actually plays uh, two kind of separate people, the the treatment of both her characters I found unsatisfying because we build her up. She's this mysterious, powerful woman who has such a rich backstory, who has so much 
you know, kind of conflicting motivations for why she does or does not do things. And yet her story arc to me felt exactly like, oh, we're at two hours 30 now, we're just going to have to end it, call it. And and I felt like it was such a waste of her performance. And then you compare that to, and I say this with every amount of respect possible for the namesake of the film, but you compare that <laughs> with Bonnie and Selvin, who is, I am so sorry, a drip. He is a drip. So he fights well, but like his decisions are all like moral textbook level I, I don't know. I just, I, I struggled with him. Not the performance from James Ravi, who I thought was very charismatic, moved amazingly. I enjoyed all of that. But in terms of storytelling distribution, I struggled to understand why sometimes I was looking at Bonnie and Selvin and not like, you know, hanging out with Nandini. I get it. Um, I liked Jem Ravi. That, that was my big thing. No, I, I'm glad someone said it because I think it needed to be said. Um, I thought Jem Ravi was so, so good in this role. I actually think this might be the role of a lifetime for him. I've not been a huge fan of him as an actor. I think he makes you believe in the goodness of a person, which is a big ask. Does he? But... Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, the cynicism. <laughs> but it's his character is a, a male Mary Sula, really. Um, and I think in contrast to the much more complex people like Nandini and Adita and all of that, sometimes you're just like, Ayo. some of the more exciting stuff would be better, no? Um, I also completely agree that the film doesn't, do well by Nandini's character um, even though I actually really appreciated how the movie makes very clear how disempowered women actually were mm. in these times Wait, weren't these movies shot like back uh, together as one production? Yes, they were. I, I yeah. thought that was the case. Oh, and it still feels a bit uneven from movie to movie, like the the flow of characters and the, the I character think it's, arcs. I it's stuff. what Lynn said, that the story needed to get somewhere and they didn't know or didn't have enough time for her. For her. And it's not her story, I guess, right? It's ultimately mm. the story about the, the Chola dynasty and what happens to this particular family, what they do. So, but they are not the most, in, or rather the person who goes on to become the emperor is not the most interesting person. So I think that is difficult because also the character played by, I we talked about this off air, I have done most of the names. Um, I've given it my best shot. I don't think I can say Karthi's character's name. Vallavarayan Vandiyatevan. All right. So, um, <laughs> wow. so the, the character played by Karthi was such a highlight for me in the first film because he's he's our avatar, right? He's the, the everyman who's kind of going along and moving the story along, but also simultaneously looking around and going, man, this is crazy. Like, look at all this. And in this film, because maybe the themes are darker um, I, and, you know, he's moved along as a character as well. We didn't get that same sense of the wise fool or... Um, the the warrior jester. I, I don't know if that archetype exists, but we didn't get that from him, which I missed. I really did miss the the warmth and the jokiness. Yes, warmth of, is a good word <laughs> of of Karthi because in this movie he's a lot more um, sad. Sad. Um, the movie itself is sadder, lah. So maybe in a way, force forcing in jokes wouldn't have worked anyhow. Uh, there's one really fun scene with him doing parkour style things in a market, which I thought was nice. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I missed. Karthi. Um, I missed Trisha's character quite a bit, Kundale, yeah. because she yeah. was great in the first film. Second film, very little to do. Not just that, but they opened up a door of complication for her character that they then don't walk through. So that bothered me. Oh. 
Oh, so like my number one question, all my other questions have been leading up to this question. Oh. And those questions were basically just... <laughs> this is the PS2 on, of questions. The, the PS2 of questions. Um, is Vikram still overacting and chewing scenery? Because that is my number one reason for buying a ticket. Vikram being too dramatic for his role, operating on a different frequency. Um, that's what's selling the movie for Mila, you know? Um, put him in like ancient old-timey costumes, make him do dramatic stuff. Any, I mean, any fan of Vikram wants him to overact, you know, and, and, and pretend like he's in a different movie. So that's like, is he, is he doing that? My friend, everything that you saw in the first film is barely a trailer to what you will see in this. Oh, yeah. IMAX ticket. IMAX ticket <laughs> for, sure. for me. <laughs> there is a 20-minute sequence, which is mostly him and a whirling camera, just, you know, letting him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the time, he's on a horse yelling um, and the best actually one of my favourite things is I don't know if this is just me Sharmila his hair length varies right no he so I thought <laughs> about this they, he had it up in a sort of stylish no man lie, it just varied <laughs> I, they put him in different wigs I, I was looking at him because it's a lot of close-ups of Vikram so again if you want to if you want the overacting and the hair flipping and, mm. and all of that there are like lots of close-ups of him doing that which is fantastic and that gave me opportunity to look at the wig. <laughs> so what you're saying is I should get the biggest screen possible to see the different lengths of these wigs. Okay, so Sharmila is making the us. argument that I'm apparently... I'm making the argument that the hair length wasn't varying, that he was just sort of rocking different styles. No, 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 um, sell it to me and say it's a bad wig. That's what I want to hear. Like, that's, what, that's what's going to get me to buy a ticket. I feel like we are all sounding like Vikram wasn't good. I just wanted to reiterate, he was amazing. He was very good. Yeah, but that character is like that. In the end, I wanted to simultaneously comfort him and slap him. Um, the amount of eye rolls that I had for while Aditha Karikalan was talking... It was, you know, kind of immense. And, and you know, credit to Vikram. Like, it was it was actually a very good performance. You feel for him. Mm. You feel for him even as you're rolling your eyes and thinking, yeah, grow up. His is the... Un- like, there are subtle characters in the story. His is not one of no. them. His is the grand, big emotions. And I think he knows what he's doing. Okay, sold. Sold. I'm good. <laughs> uh, and we hope we've sold everybody because I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that it's a bit of an ask. I'm not going to lie, especially if you... Uh, like me, are not as familiar with the story, the origin story, the book, or the language. But it's it's well worth a watch, and it's less subtitle. If you miss a subtitle or two, it's not the end of the world. After this, someone else will argue. So we're talking today about PS2, or Bonnie and Selvan 2, uh, directed by Mani Ratnam. Let us know, did you watch the first one? Do you plan to watch this one? WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.